Seafood is an interesting cuisine because restaurants that serve seafood generally tend to be on the fancier, more expensive, upscale side.、Mm. And meanwhile, the actual act of eating seafood, or at least certain types of it, is basically the most primal way you can possibly eat. Shellfish pretty much requires you to tear creatures that are essentially giant underwater insects limb from limb. I hate thinking about them like that, but you're right. They—that's what they are. Yeah. Or in the case of oysters, just swallow them whole. Now I do like oysters as well. Please don't ruin them. Also, I don't know why, but you starting the show with seafood was just absurd for me for some reason. <laughs> it's a seafood story. Yeah. So yeah, it's understandable that some people aren't too into it,、mm-hmm. and, and for some, even the smell of seafood is a deal breaker. But even for people who love seafood, there are limits. For example, even if you love pounding back oysters, which I do, the idea of eating four dozen raw oysters on the half shell in one sitting. Probably sounds a bit nauseating. Nevertheless, recently through the magic of TikTok, the world found out that this is not always the case.、Yeah. Some people, that is a line that they will cross. I'm now convinced that you didn't have COVID and you actually just kicked back 50 to 60 oysters while you're in New Orleans,、uh, and you got sick from eating too much I, raw seafood. I did actually did not have a single oyster. Oh, okay. Well,、uh, I did. My have, theory goes out the I window. I did have a lot of seafood, but no oysters. Now that you mention it. Hmm. I did. I did put a lot of terrible things in my body, though. <laughs> yeah, a couple of hurricanes. Yeah, a couple of gr-、uh, grenades. The some, hand grenades. Some hush puppies. Yeah. Some beignets.、Mm. Uh, yeah. The Cafe Dumont saw you coming a mile away. They、oh, said this they guy's、don't. wearing a black shirt and it's about to be covered in white powder. We got another whale. Yeah. Anyway, here's、uh, back to the oysters.、Uh, here's Rolling Stone. A woman who slurped down four dozen oysters <laughs> at an Atlanta seafood restaurant and recorded the whole meal for TikTok has sparked new debates about dating etiquette. But the eatery's general manager says it was just business as usual. In the video, which has circulated widely on X, formerly Twitter, and appeared on the massively popular Instagram account The Shade Room, TikTok user at Iquana documents her visit to Fontaine's Oyster House, which she claims serves the best fucking oysters in Atlanta. She explains that she's meeting a man who had been trying to take her out for some time, and once seated, proceeds to order the Tuesday special. A dozen oysters for fifteen dollars. That is a deal. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Then she gets another round, and another, and another. The whole time we're treated to close-up shots of Adiquana dressing the oysters with lemon juice and Tabasco sauce, then knocking them back. At some point, her companion decides he'd had enough and flees the scene, leaving her to pay the check. <laughs> I mean, she was kind of asking for it, like. In the video, she's just like, "This motherfucker keeps messaging me, and like, I'm not interested in him at all. So I'm gonna take him up on this date. Yeah, and I'm gonna order f- 48 oysters. Yeah, and then oh, he doesn't want to pay for those oysters, and he's the bad guy. This isn't even a record, though. I think there's a, the record's like a hundred or two hundred or something like that. But those are professional eaters. Okay, we're talking about Joey Chestnut level of oyster eaters. I mean, it's less gross than eating that many hot dogs, I'd say. Yeah. Look, I, I, I'm sure. At least sure, it's.、Uh, I I like oysters, but I'm sure a lot of people out there. I like、that. oysters too.、Um, I think the most I've ever had in one sitting was maybe like I think a six. I probably had a dozen. I I mean, there's been times where I probably wanted to eat a dozen, and I stopped myself because well, they, they're expensive. At they least、are. here in L.A., they're, they're fucking、up. expensive. Well, we've been to the place in Boston with the oyster bar is very nice. Yeah, that was but, great. Uh, uh, there there is a there's a vast. Uh, variety of sizes too, because you'll get some that are like little baby things,、yeah. very good, and then you'll get ones that even I find are gross. Where like yeah, the, the shell、ones. is like the big ones, you gotta cook those. 
They're actually pretty good if you cook them and then you spread oh, our them. Our friend Jesse uh, made some. You spread them on uh, toast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, a Mexican seafood, uh, a Marisco's place near me that sells mm. pretty cheap oysters. And they are gigantic and just not good. I made that mistake <laughs> once. I was like, I think I ordered like three oysters. I ate like one and a half. It's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But anyway, the actual TikTok is, is fucking wild. As an oyster lover myself, when the first dozen come out and she starts wolfing them down, I'll admit, my mouth started watering. I was yeah. like, hell yeah. I can taste the ocean right in my own living room. Eat those oysters. Yeah. That looks pretty damn good. And a dozen oysters for $15, that's a hell of a deal. It is. They're like six bucks a piece here in LA. Well, you can find deals here too. I'll let you know after You the can show. find them, but it's like with raw seafood, you know, there is a... Do you really want to cut corners? There is a balance between like, you know, cost and quality. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, then... After that first plate, she just starts stacking those trays. And by the end, she has eaten 48 fucking oysters. And my appetite that I had at the start of the clip, uh, kind of gone. Yeah, I, I am a bit disgusted. I no longer crave those oysters. Did she at least get a t-shirt or something for uh, from the restaurant? No, because as we will find out, this is actually not as unusual as you might we think. We had to stop making the t-shirts. We were going out of business. But I, I admit, I am, I am simply in awe of this very petty, very hungry woman. As for how people reacted to this spectacle, here's the article again. The clip has prompted an almost giddy disbelief across social media, with viewers commenting on the amount of food, the choice to document the shellfish feast, and whether at Iquana left an appropriate tip. I'm sorry, but 48 oysters as an appetizer got me screaming, reads one of the top comments on the TikTok. Parentheses. The oysters were followed by a potato dish and crab cakes. Oh my! <laughs> my word! <laughs> An ex-user wrote rap lyrics describing the incident. Took her to the seafood spot. Shit was straight. Then she started murdering oysters. First 48. Yeah. Good reference to the show. <laughs> and while some observers said that they too would abandon a date over this order, one person joked, can't have four drinks, can't have 48 oysters. What can a lady have around here? Then we reach the point in the article where writer Miles Klee does some real journalism and investigates exactly how unusual one person housing four dozen oysters actually is. While there was no shortage of opinions on the prospect of demolishing four full platters of oysters in front of a person who isn't eating at all. That's the wildest part, is the guy didn't order anything. Just sitting there looking at He invited her out for drinks. Yeah. I, I, I just, a person staring blankly yeah. at someone else devouring Oh, you're getting oysters. another plate, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. A story for a lifetime. Yeah. A real gift, honestly. At $15 a dozen, not even that anymore. expensive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fontaine's general manager, Kelsey Flanagan, who was working that night, tells Rolling Stone, it's almost typical for Atlanta. <laughs> this is nothing new for us, she says. It was just quite funny, Flanagan says. Iquana's gauntlet of seafood didn't exactly break any records for Fontaine's. Quote, I've had two ladies order six dozen oysters each, she says. My God. That's not even the cherry on top. They were drinking white Russian. Oh. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't know how to personally feel about that. Ugh. I was just like, this is insane to me, but okay. She's also seen competitive eaters come in on special nights. Like, I had this one guy that was in an oyster eating competition order 15 dozen, she says. Some people are just built different. And yeah, that's, the, that's so many oysters. It, it's one thing to be like, there's salt water and this these blobs of, you know, whatever floating around in someone's stomach. But then dumping white Russians on top of it. Yeah, that's just too much. That I mean, is that is I have foul. Some, some dairy with my oysters, please. Yeah. Dairy and alcohol. I can't even like explain to you why 
oysters are good. I think I feel like they might objectively be bad, but I just like them for some reason. Yeah, it's like a little shot of salt water and uh, yeah. goodness. Yeah, it's like if you've ever been hit in the face by like a wave in the ocean, yeah. it's uh, very unpleasant. But there is a like one percent of it that's just like well, salt's one of the best ingredients. Kind of, Earth. kind of like, and it, and it captures that one percent that's actually feels kind of good. Yeah, and I like to take them straight. I, I I don't use the condiments. I don't use the, uh, no? the lemon or. Tabasco I mean, they are good or... straight, but generally, if you go to a place, especially in LA, like the chef has like their own little. It's not just fucking tartar sauce. Yeah. It's they they got a. Uh, you know, they I do, got their own. I do sometimes. Thing. They have like a little uh, uh, um, like a vinegar or like kind of yeah. a, a uh, like a garlic thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Those are really That's good. been like fermented or something. Yes. It's. Uh, well, I'm getting hungry it, just talking. Compliment. I'm going to go get a dozen oysters myself get, after this. We should go get 48 oysters each. Bop, bop, Stack them. Bring another dozen. These guys are beating me out of house and home. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it turns out that these people, they walk in our midst undetected. Mm-hmm. There are oyster just devourers. sloshing around. Yeah. They're, uh, turn to your left and turn to your right. One of those people just ate several dozen oysters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the next time you're out for seafood, there there may be another patron in that very restaurant eating several dozen oysters all to themselves, unbeknownst to everyone, anyone, but the but the wait staff. Yeah. Until They're the, keeping until their the, secret. Until the applause starts. Yeah. Yeah. Must be their birthday or something. Yeah. Nope. Just, uh, just a Tuesday. Must be one of those food challenges. Nope. Just an average Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. 48 oysters. That's a, a lot. I have heard a little life hack is uh, if you go down to like Grand Central Market at like six o'clock in the morning, mm. you can get them wholesale for about a dollar each. Okay, there's a spot uh, near both of us that does happy hour one dollar oysters, but I think I've seen a that. Yeah, I've never, I haven't been it, to that place yet. Much but... probably like this. It's to get you through the door to drink. Which, yeah, which works for me because that the spell doesn't work on me. I don't drink. Haha. <laughs> so I'll just have <laughs> the oysters, please. Yeah, more oysters for you. Haha. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of oysters, they are often on the menu for Sunday brunch, Mm. a fourth meal that is especially popular among people in their 20s because it is an excuse to get drunk as fuck at 11 a.m. over a plate of Eggs Benedict. Mm. And here's some news about brunch that, like the oyster story, is something you're really only aware of on a wide scale if you work in the service industry as a restaurant server. Mm. Otherwise, you're oblivious to it. But it's fucking gross. Here's the San Francisco gate. There's a reason we revere brunch. We look forward to unpacking the work week with friends over decadent egg dishes, syrup-laden pancakes, and the requisite mimosa. We give ourselves permission to indulge in extra bacon and maybe even a second champagne cocktail as we reconnect and relax. But nowhere in this happy place do you picture vomit. (laughs) Yet dealing with patrons who lose their brunch is a reality for Bay Area restaurants offering the popular perk of bottomless mimosas, particularly since the pandemic, they're finding that diners, often ones in their early to mid-twenties, are drinking too much and vomiting in the bathrooms, or even right on their table. The burden on servers and staff to clean up after these public pukers is reaching a fever pitch, making it necessary for restaurants to take precautions and even implement fees. And if you see a a gaggle of white women coming your way, watch out! Yeah, put on your raincoat. Yeah, uh, they're going to be vomiting all over the place. Citric acid, uh, enough. Is uh, and I've never I've never been a fan of the bottomless mimosas specifically because it is you can't drink that much fucking orange juice no. even even if there was no champagne in it it's too much orange juice. First of all, they're first of all they're using too much orange juice to to offset the yeah actual they, they water that pretty, shit down too. Sec, second secondly, uh, the orange juice that ninety nine percent of the restaurants is using is literally like a hundred percent sugar. Yeah, 
It's, it's what it might as well be Sunny D, which yeah. ironically makes uh, alcoholic seltzer now as they well. They do every dude Arizona iced tea. The seltzer uh, thing we need to. Mr. Biden, press the button. Yeah, shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah, but that but it's just people just housing citric acid and sugar. Yeah, and like just a little bit of alcohol and being like it's bottomless. Let's get wild. Woo! <laughs> Anyway, the article then features a photo of a sign in the Oakland restaurant Kitchen Stories bathroom, which reads, Dear all mimosa lovers, please drink responsibly and know your limits. A $50 cleaning fee will automatically include in your tab when you throw up in the public areas. Thank you so much for your understanding, smiley face. (laughs) And what's interesting is that Kitchen Story and other restaurants featured in the article say that this phenomenon really started during the pandemic once restaurants reopened for business, which is perfectly in line with all of our other observations, all the other evidence about how just a few months of semi-isolation in 2020 turned everyone in this country completely fucking feral. It is, uh, it's it's, it's crazy to see in all aspects of uh, the public square, people not being able to control themselves. Yeah. Or... It was a societal reset. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, here's more about a, a different restaurant facing the same problem. Home Plate on Lombard Street caters to the brunch-obsessed marina crowd with cheesy bacon tots and chunky corned beef hash. It offers a liter carafe of raspberry, peach, or other flavored bubbly, roughly four to five pours, depending on the size of the flute, that is poured by a server as part of the service. Owner Tarut Boone and his staff have witnessed their share of Ralphers over the years. (laughs) In late 2021, when vomiting seemed to become an issue, (laughs) Boone instituted pretty much the same policy as Kitchen Story, he said. Signs posted around the restaurant and on the menu asked diners to please drink responsibly. $50 cleaning fee per person for any incident incurred as a result of intoxication. It continues. After customers complained, the signs came down in July, but the policy remains at the bottom of the drink menu. And it has helped, Boone told SFGate. When Home Plate started serving bottomless mimosas back in 2010, they gave diners two hours to enjoy their champagne cocktails and breakfast dishes. They eventually reduced it to 90 minutes and over the summer took it down to 75 minutes. (laughs) We had a problem with intoxication and also we needed to turn tables to serve more customers. He said, it's better, but every other week we get somebody throwing up or vomiting. Now they go outside. Yeah, uh, this is this is wild because when you think about it, too, it's just like they're not just getting bottomless mimosas. They're getting in a lot of cases, brunch, breakfast, whatever especially out at a restaurant, one of the unhealthiest meals. Yeah. The saltiest, like, sugar-filled meals you can get on top of mimosas. Yeah, half that breakfast menu is food that, in any other context, would be considered dessert. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let let me get the bottomless mimosas. And, like, one person's going to get a stack of pancakes, uh, and the other person's going to get like corned beef hash. Yeah. Hash, e- hash browns. Either your sugar levels or your sodium levels are like going through the fucking roof. Yeah, but this works out perfectly because if done on a Sunday, uh, both people within the relationship uh, can just ignore it because the, the women, they go to their brunch and they, they sleep the rest of the day. The men, they go watch the football. Sorry to assign the gender roles. Uh-huh. Uh, just in my experience, uh, they cross over and everyone has a great Sunday, I guess. Yeah, I guess you got a point there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these white women. Where any anywhere like three or more of them are gathered, you want to steer clear. Especially if they're wearing a sash. Oh my if they, god! If it's a bachelorette party or a birthday, and that's true here, but that is especially true anywhere in Europe because nine out of ten times, what's that accent? Oh, 
They're British. They're British. Oh, God. Oh, God. Here comes a... Uh, well, on the other side of things... They're having a hen do. Yeah, the other side is the stag do, where I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While they're drinking yeah. multiple pints... Yeah, the British are a fucking... Here's to feeling good all the time. The British are a scourge upon humanity. <laughs> Everything bad about Americans came from them. Yeah. And they still do it worse. Mm-hmm. Except for the guns. Yeah. They, yeah. they did solve that. And the, well, what remains of their public health care system. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're, they're fixing that. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of COVID-19 and things that make you puke, the bogus health product Miracle Mineral Solution is something we've talked about in the past on this show because it's, it's really the pinnacle of the alternative medicine movement that gained popularity during COVID with people who loudly and proudly proclaim their distrust in medical science while ingesting whatever weird shit random cranks online tell them to, with sometimes disastrous results. Uh, Miracle Mineral Solution, or MMS, has been around since 2006, and has been touted as a cure for everything from HIV, to malaria, to cancer, to autism, and everything in between. And it, of course, later caught on with the QAnon and Q-adjacent crowd as a cure for COVID-19. The only problem? Uh, This shit is literally bleach. Yeah, we've, t- we've just, talked about this. It's just bleach. Even before COVID, this this stuff was going around for like miracle cures for People things. drink it and then they shit out like liter- stum- stomach literally lining. their stomach and intestinal lining. They're like, wow, look but at all the, those parasites that were in me. The toxins have been flushed. It's bad enough. These people give it to their kids, which yeah, is like horrific. Bad. But yeah, it's uh, specifically it's chlorine, chlorine dioxide, which is an industrial bleach. And as you might guess, not good for you. Definitely not a cure for anything except being alive. Yeah. Anyway, here's the New York Times with some news about that. A Florida man and three sons who used a business masquerading as a church to sell more than $1 million of a deadly bleach solution that they claimed was a miracle cure for COVID-19 and other diseases were each sentenced on Friday to several years in prison, federal prosecutors in Miami said. Mark Grennan, 66, of Bradenton, Florida. Yep, these are your neighbors. uh, And one of his sons, Joseph Grennan, 36, were sentenced to five years in prison for conspiring to defraud the government, while the two other sons, Jonathan Grennan, 37, and Jordan Grennan, 29, were sentenced to 12 years and seven months in prison for defrauding the government and contempt of court, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Florida said in a news release. The Grennans poisoned thousands of people with their bogus miracle cure, which was nothing more than industrial bleach. Michael Homer, an assistant U.S. attorney who prosecuted the case, said in a statement, They targeted vulnerable people who were suffering from life-threatening illnesses and who were desperate for a cure. Prosecutors said that the Food and Drug Administration had received reports of people requiring hospitalizations, developing life-threatening conditions, and dying after drinking the product. And this is... uh... This is also an indictment of our healthcare system, yes. where a lot of people just literally cannot afford uh, to treat their conditions the right way and go looking for alternatives. And uh, grifters like these fucking assholes, that's, uh, they, they make millions of dollars off that shit. I'm convinced that a lot of this has to do with people's apprehension or straight up fear of doctors and bad news. Because yeah. the people selling you the miracle cure aren't going to tell you exactly what's wrong with you. They're just going to tell you that they can fix it. This will fix it for you. Yeah, there's a lot of medical fear out there. And it's a lot of miseducation. And the fact that uh, they can't get medical care when they actually do need it, or Mm. they're not taking care of themselves uh, in a way that would have prevented a disease like that. Because with our healthcare system, it actually works against you to be on top of your healthcare needs because it's very expensive. Yeah. 
Anyway, what's especially crazy about these guys is that despite being repeatedly told by the FDA to stop marketing and selling this shit, which is literal bleach, uh, they assumed that by making a fake church called the Genesis 2 Church of Healing, whose only purpose is selling MMS, they'd be totally fine legally. Mm. No, officer, you don't understand. Here's my church it's a card. Church. <laughs> Uh, from the article, prosecutors believe the Grannons created the church entity as a way to skirt government regulations. The church's website described itself as non-religious church, and Mark Grennan had said he founded the church to legalize the use of the dangerous treatment, prosecutors said. That's why a priest can give a kid wine in church publicly and not get arrested, because it's a sacrament, Mark Grennan said in a February 2020 interview with an online news program, according to an affidavit filed in the case, adding, you can't arrest us from doing one of our sacraments. I, uh, uh, it, this, uh, the, you're, this kid is drinking as much wine as a white girl during brunch. Please, that's too much blood of Christ. Uh-huh. Interesting legal strategy. Rock yeah. solid. I'm... Uh, and I love that his idea is just like, that kids are drinking either entire glasses or bottles of wine and not just like a sip as a traditional thing. Yeah. And in most cases, I, I assume these days, at least when I was a kid and went to the church like the one or two times, like grape juice or something. I mean, in the Catholic Church, it's still wine, but it's like, it's literally like 50-50, like Carlo Rossi and water, and mm. it's like half an ounce. Like, no one's going to get fucking drunk off this shit. Yeah. Anyway, it continues. In a memorandum in support of pretrial detention, prosecutors said the family in 2020 had threatened to pick up guns and instigate a Waco, alluding to the deadly 1993 siege in Texas by federal authorities of a religious sex compound in response to a judge's order that year to stop selling the solution. My God-given right to sell bleach to humans for consumption. From my cold, dead hands. I mean... <laughs> yeah, well, enjoy prison, dipshits. And uh, speaking of conspiracy nutjobs, it's time for yet another update on someone who's been a recurring main character for a while at this point, and somehow hasn't gotten herself put behind bars yet. That's right, come on down. It's the QAnon Queen of Canada, Romana Dudulo. She's back at it again with more bullshit, and uh, she's really testing the limits this time around. Yeah, it's getting getting a little scary. Uh, mm -hmm. the, that la the, the bleach people are talking about Waco, and uh, Romana's kind of heading in a bit of a Waco direction. Well, here's, here's Vice. Canadian police have set up a mobile temporary detachment in the small town where the so-called QAnon Queen of Canada and her followers have taken over a school. <laughs> QAnon takes over your school! Sign up now for the cool sweepstakes from Nickelodeon. For almost a month now, Romana Dudulo, a QAnon influencer who has convinced her followers that she's the true queen of Canada who is waging a secretive war against a cabal of pedophile elites, among a myriad of other esoteric <laughs> beliefs, has been living in an abandoned school in the tiny Saskatchewan town of Richmond. Along with Dudulo is a core group of about 10 or so followers who have given up their lives to travel with her and listen to every demand. I would assume that they have no choice because they don't have homes anymore because they stopped paying their mortgages and bills. I mean, it is a, it is a brilliant uh, strategy she took of like just actively ruining these people's lives. Uh, so that she's their only hope. Driving them deeply into debt, making them lose everything. They have literally nowhere else to go, yeah. so might as well fully commit to the QAnon Queen of Canada. It's fucking dark. So yeah, great. More Waco vibes. Mm -hmm. uh, the owner of the school is apparently a member of the Queen's cult, so there's not a whole lot that can be done. I'm a member of the Queen's cult! But uh, this quiet town of just 250 people, they really ain't having it. Mm. And based on everything we've learned about these people over the last year and a half, you really can't blame them. Do not let them anywhere near your personal RV. No. They will take it and they will keep it. 
Anyways, the story continues. The group is planning on hosting a meet and greet on October 14th, where they will hold a bizarre ritual where followers declare themselves sovereign in order to receive a fat stack of Dedulo's fake currency. <laughs> Romana dollars. Mm. The group has held similar events across the country. The group has been bringing in chain link fencing, portable toilets, and other materials to aid with the event. The idea of their town being inundated, more than it already has, with people who believe a small woman living in an RV is a divine being, has, understandably, put some town folks on edge. Many of the town's worries arise from a cease and desist order sent by Dedulo's followers that threatened the recipients with publicly broadcast executions if they don't stop their Rothschild-slash-CCP-based communistic, unfair, demoralizing, and immoral activities. The letters were sent not by Dedulo, but by her followers, who have made a habit of sending similar notes to people who have angered them. Wow. Uh, meanwhile, the cult itself is also ramping up the paranoia in a way that seems like it might not end well. Apparently, some horrible people are claiming to spread rat poison around the area where Princess and Comet, the royal puppies of Queen <laughs> Romana Dedulo, go do their business, Andy said in the live stream in reference to Dedulo's two dogs. There is a possible threat to her royal majesty, Queen Romana Dedulo, her team, the volunteers, and the royal puppies, that the building we are currently working from may be set on fire, she added, referring to a Facebook post that joked about burning down the school to get rid of Dedulo and her group. The group has asked for followers to come and stay with them to volunteer as security and announced that Canada is at DEFCON 1 threat level. Uh, I, I mean, I hope, I hope nothing bad happens to the royal puppies. They were innocent in all this. They yeah, had no they choice. They had no choice. No. Um, so yeah, things are really ramping up with this, um, you know, uh, once again, very very glad that getting a gun up there is uh, very not hard, as yeah. easy as it is down here. Dedulo had a weird diet too, didn't she? Speaking sardines. of weird diets, yeah. she, she loves sardines. Uh -huh. I've never had a sardine. I've had a little, you know, people, apparently there's a growing movement of people who uh, enjoy canned fish. I've only ever hand, had like canned salmon. Yeah. It's fine. I mean like, yeah, like tuna, tuna salad. I guess. Sardines, I look, I'm a child of the 80s. I am a product. Sardines and anchovies? Yes. No thanks. Yeah, I am a product of the entertainment industry telling me yeah. that that was gross and I shouldn't have it. I have had anchovy on pizza. It's actually, it's pretty popular in like Europe. And it was just extremely salty. I didn't like it just because it was so fucking salty. Yeah. The flavor is very strong. Mm-hmm. But the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would never. They would never. No anchovies. Anyway, moving on to an update about another recurring character, uh, a guy that we kind of assumed was dead at this point. Yeah, I mean, all, um, all signs pointed to that for the past couple of months. Lord Miles, real name Miles Rutledge, the shitposting 24-year-old YouTuber who first gained fame after visiting Afghanistan as a tourist right as the U.S. was withdrawing its troop presence and allowing the Taliban to take control of the country. A great time to visit. Mm -hmm. Lord Miles was able to get out of Afghanistan, just barely, and reactions to his stunt ranged from admiration for his bravery to denunciations of his needlessly dangerous behavior, putting a strain on already difficult evacuation efforts. What are you doing? Yeah. Anyways, for whatever reason, the only lesson that Lord Miles took from the ordeal was that going to Afghanistan is a great way to go viral online. It's content. Mm -hmm. So he went back, and his second trip uh, didn't go quite so well. He, he, he got arrested and hasn't been heard from in a while. Mm. Here's Vice. The Taliban released four British nationals from captivity in Afghanistan, including edgelord shitposter Lord Miles Rutledge. 
Rutledge is infamous as a self-proclaimed war tourist who first gained notoriety when he barely escaped Afghanistan during the U.S. withdrawal in 2021. The BBC broke the story of Rutledge's release on October 10th, and the U.K.'s home office confirmed it. Rutledge was released alongside two unnamed British citizens and U.N. aid worker Kevin Cornwell, a 54-year-old man with health problems. Mr. Cornwell and the three other British nationals, which includes Miles Rutledge, have been released and have left Afghanistan. Scott Richards, the co-founder of the Presidium Network, a nonprofit that supported some of the captured people, said on Twitter, They are coming home. Thank you to everyone for their support of these men during this difficult period. We are all relieved. So yeah, on his second trip uh, in January of this year, Lord Miles was very quickly arrested by the Taliban and remained arrested for 10 months until this week. And as we previously discussed, at least one of the four other British, uh, three other British nationals being held by the Taliban was there doing like aid work, was there for a very good reason. So it had to be extremely annoying for that guy to be locked up with some dipshit kid who came to Afghanistan purely for online clout. I can't even imagine the conversations. (laughs) Just You, you did what? Yeah. And that aid worker also was dealing with serious health issues and his time in Taliban custody was surely prolonged by Lord Miles providing himself as another hostage for the Taliban to use as a bargaining chip. Anyway, a big reason a lot of people assumed Lord Miles was dead at this point was that his official Twitter account has been posting outlandish claims about his time in Afghanistan that were very hard to believe. Uh, Here's Vice on that. After Lord Miles went into an Afghan prison, speculation about his condition spread on the internet. His Twitter account, at RealLordMiles, fueled the speculation with increasingly bizarre claims about Rutledge's life behind bars, including that he lives in luxury. The account claimed that the Taliban loved Miles, thought he was goofy, and enjoyed his book. The Taliban are happy with international business in their country, so Miles has had regular picnics and dinners with higher-ups discussing business plans and the gold mine. As he got arrested with $1,300 in his pocket, he basically lives in luxury, the account said on September 27th. Ordering takeaway, can buy movies at the market to put on his laptop, has all his business docs, has got the new TF2 update, (laughs) and is pulling off some stunts. At first, like all of you, I was worried he was struggling in some bad place, but then he described how the Taliban liked the Titanic movie and Rambo 3. If he wants eggs, his servants buy him eggs, the account continued. If he doesn't like a dish, he gets pizza. When we called him, he said, lovely holiday. The account said Miles planned to write another book and open a gold mine in Afghanistan. Okay, see, this is obviously likely an exaggeration at the very least. But it also wouldn't be surprising if it's at least partially true that they treated him well as a prisoner. The whole reason he was being held captive was as a diplomatic bargaining chip for the UK. It makes sense that they wouldn't want to damage the goods. The point is, he could have very easily avoided being a diplomatic bargaining chip for an extremist government if he had simply listened to every travel advisory in existence and not traveled there as a fucking tourist. And honestly, the the Brits, they should honestly take this dude's passport away at this point because you know he learned absolutely nothing and you know that he's already planning his next trip and they couldn't have picked a worse fucking time to let this war tourist out of his cell in Afghanistan and set him free. My theory, which is completely wrong and totally inaccurate, just to put that out there, but my theory is that he was so annoying, such a weird person, that the Taliban was like, it's actually worse punishment to send him back to the UK. Yeah, he's their problem now. Yes. Maybe. Mm. But let's move on now to a type of story we see time and time again. People faking it until they make it. In careers that normally require years of schooling and certification. 
Usually it's fake doctors like the GOAT, Malachi Love Robinson. But this time we're getting a little bit of variety thanks to some news out of Kenya. And we haven't been able to find rock solid sourcing on this story, nor are we well versed on which Kenyan news outlets are reliable. So, grain of salt, anchovies on this story. Mm -hmm. We are choosing to believe that this man, Brian Wenda, did in fact pretend to be a lawyer and ended up somehow being really, really good at his fake job. I want to believe. Mm. Uh, here's Kenyan outlet, The Star. An alleged Nairobi fake lawyer was on Thursday detained by authorities on claims that he falsely presented himself as an advocate of the High Court of Kenya. Reports indicate that the lawyer had battled 26 cases before High Court judges, magistrates, and courts of appeal judges before his arrest, and he won all of them. <laughs> he was arrested by the Law Society of Kenya Nairobi Branch Rapid Action Team, RAT, over the claims of false pretense. Their, their thing is really rat? Yeah, rat. Mm -hmm. He was apprehended when Rat received public complaints. So, okay, again, we don't know how much, we don't really know anything about Kenya. Um, although I did find, like, TV news reports from Kenya talking about this, so I, it seems legit. Okay. But uh, the High Court of Kenya, it seems to be their equivalent of the U.S. Supreme Court. So this guy wasn't just arguing cases down at the local courthouse. Uh, he was working on cases that require interpretation of the Constitution. He was arguing before Clarence Thomas, essentially, and doing great. Mm -hmm. He won them all. This I mean, man is a... Uh, some people are just born with great legal yeah, minds. He might not have the education on paper, but he's got the spirit. Yeah. And with doctors, you know, it's hard to get behind it. It's like you could kill someone. Yes. But with law, it's like, if you're good at it, the, the results speak for themselves. Well, there could be catastrophic results, but... Uh, but clearly, this man knows what he's doing. Yeah. He might be the greatest lawyer to ever live, at least in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, as for how Brian Wenda pulled this off for so long, the Law Society of Kenya looked into it and found that he basically stole the identity of another lawyer, also named Brian Wenda, and used it to create an online account with the Law Society and use that to apply for a certificate uh, uh, to practice law. The other Brian Wenda didn't notice this for a full year because he was working for the Attorney General and not actually practicing law. But in September, he decided on a slight career change and tried to register to practice law and found that his account had been compromised. Anyways, as you can imagine, there have been lots of calls online for the fake lawyer to be allowed to continue practicing law, given that he's clearly pretty good at, at it, despite having no formal legal training. Let, let him practice law. Sure. Let him practice. He's good at it. You're going to take away one good thing? Yeah. This person has dedicated their life he to? He clearly found his purpose. Uh, sorry he wasn't like rich and connected enough to go to law school, mm -hmm. but clearly he doesn't need it. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. It, it wouldn't. It'd be really funny if he was just using Chat GPT this whole time. So like, uh, uh oh. <laughs> although. Oh my God! Uh, we didn't cover it in yesterday's show, and I I had it in the links. But uh, did you see? Well, we couldn't show it anyway. We we literally can't show it. It's literally copyright. But did you see the Disney Plus show that used CGI uh, background actors? But they what? look like they were rendered on a PS2. No. And they're close-up shots. It's like a a team on a bench in a basketball game. And right behind them is like you, like old Sims characters, like this. It looks so, so bad, so. What show was unapologetically? I don't know. Some kids show for Disney. Plus. Oh well, they're kids. They're stupid. They don't sure. know what people look like. But you know, there are background actors out there that probably would have liked yeah. to have gotten paid to do something That's like that. That's funny. It is wild. It is not just like a huge crowd shot where it's like okay, you can't really notice it. Mm. It is, it is, very bad. 
Wow. Yeah. Anyways, before we move on to the headlines half of the show, we got to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Factor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing those goals. Relish the best of autumn with fall flavors. They're limited-time-only, hearty, comforting meals featuring seasonal veggies like cranberry pecan chicken and apple Dijon pork chops, ready in just two minutes. They'll satisfy your fall cravings during the busy season without the hassle. And again, for, for real this time, uh, I had a meal this week that was incredible. It was like a sage chicken with a like caramelized apple side. Wow. Very, very good. The taste of fall. Mm -hmm. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or, for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. This October, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash weeklyweird50 and use code weeklyweird50 to get 50% off. That's code weeklyweird50 at factormeals.com slash weeklyweird50 to get 50% off. All right, now into the craziest, weirdest, wildest headlines from around the world this week, starting with man riding farm vehicle arrested for second DUI 17 minutes after release from first DUI arrest. Got to be a record. Was did he leave the station on the farm equipment? It sounds drunk? like sounds like this is a pretty small town, so uh, they got him drunk driving on his tractor in the middle of the night too. Uh, mm -hmm. He was not he's not doing work. He was driving his tractor around drunk, uh, and uh, that's yeah. the loophole. And they let him go, and he walked out. And 17 minutes later, uh, they got a call like, "You're not gonna believe this. He's back on that fucking trailer." Yeah, well, you could probably hear it, especially at night, too. Just like, wait, did, did I just hear a large tractor just... Yeah, it's distinctive. And it was an old tra tractor as well. It was from, like, the 70s. I mean, I get it. loud as hell. Diesel is cheaper than unleaded gasoline and right it's now. it's got so... that sweet smell. Yeah, he's got, like, look, you're, you're going to take the truck, the F-250 Super Duty, and waste all that gas? Mm -hmm. or are you going to use the diesel-powered uh, tractor, the John Deere? Yeah, you don't understand, officer. Uh, it's actually not drunk driving if it's a farm vehicle. That only that's only true for uh, the ethanol you're smelling cars. is the the fuel that I'm burning. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, I got this thing rigged up to to burn cooking oil. So, so I'm free to go. I'm free to go. <laughs> I'll see you soon. You know, cops they can't legally detain you if you say I'm free to go. Yeah, they also can't give you two DUIs in 17 minutes because that's double jeopardy. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I hope the Supreme Court uh, sees this man's case. Well, I've got just a lawyer for yes, him. Yes, <laughs> he's going to come all the way from Kenya. A 104-year-old dies peacefully in her sleep one week after world record skydive. Hey, look. Bucket list completed. That's the thing, though. I was like, that's so cool. Like, she, she got to experience that. No, this is her second time skydiving. <laughs> she, she did it when she turned 100? 
And I guess she's like, well, I didn't expect to live another four years, so... Might as well do it let's again. Let's do it again. Get good for her. So, uh, yeah, they're double bucket list, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she she set the record. You think on the way down, she was like, I'm about to feel this, but the opposite direction. I don't know. Straight up to heaven. I've never sky, sky dove. I've always wanted to, but uh, just never done it. I don't think I ever will. We're getting up there. We might have both of us might have heart attacks if we do it. I don't know. Any sort of anything involving heights. Old ladies are built different. They I don't. Can, I don't like heights. They've been the old women. They've been. They've spent decades drinking mimosas. Their heart is ready for yeah. any extreme sport. It's been through the ringer. They've conditioned themselves. Mm-hmm. I would like to try it. Maybe before too long. Well, when you're when you're 104 years old, uh, we'll get the show to pay for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Black Bear walks into a gas station, takes a pack of gummy bears, and leaves. <laughs> Absolutely not. You will not sell. This is my culture. My you culture. Am I a joke your, to you? Is not your snack. Am I a joke to you? You're gonna eat. You're gonna eat little versions of me. No, these are mine. Yeah. Uh, that bear is gonna have some serious digestive problems. Uh, depends on whether they're sugar-free bears. Oh yeah. You remember the. The giant the, gallon pack yeah, of it? Yeah, the like, bucket of sugar-free Haribo bears that they sold on um, American Amazon. With the, it's, the like, reviews? Yeah, with just like a bunch of like chemicals that are probably illegal like everywhere else. But uh, yeah, just every single review is just like, I have been blasting ass for the last like 24 hours. Like yeah. after eating like one bear. Yeah. Just instant, just evacuation. It's a great uh, like... Live science experiment, the Amazon reviews. You got the gummy bears, and then the, you can tell the changing of the winds with COVID whenever there's uh, oh, yeah. negative reviews piling up on These candle candles. These candles smell like nothing. That happened again like three weeks ago. People were like, uh-oh, yeah. the bad reviews are back. There's another COVID wave. Yeah, it's like the Waffle House uh, hurricane yeah. uh, threshold. It's, yeah, the Yankee Candle Amazon reviews page. Yeah. Uh, it should, you know, change the threat level to red. Yeah. You know what I've noticed? And this has probably been going on for a long time, but it was because I got my mom some, like, I was like, this probably won't work, but I'll get you this little air conditioner for your where she works. <clears throat> and uh, I go on there, and I'm like, oh, this is great reviews. Let's just see if it works. Sent it to her. Obviously, it didn't fucking work. Mm. It, it's like you have to stand, like, right in front of it. But uh, and I scroll down. I'm like, well, why were these reviews all so good? It's for a completely different product. They had literally just swapped. It was like some nonsensical. It was like ice cube trays or something. <laughs> and they, they, like, switched the SKU, whatever this company that was running the page yeah. did, so that they had built-in reviews. And I guess because of the time of the year, because of summer, yeah. they're like, oh, uh, like, this, we'll switch it to this AC thing. There's so it had built-in reviews. so much fucking bullshit on yeah. Amazon. You can't trust anything. And just so you know, the personal air conditioning uh, does not work. No. I mean, my, poor, my poor old mother still just sitting in a sweltering shack. AC... As a concept, it only works if there's a way to uh, direct the heat exhaust away. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it keeps the temperature. Uh, it it'll just it actually creates heat. It creates more heat than uh, cool air. Yeah, I think the the one DIY thing you can do is the bucket of ice with the fan. Yeah, that's yeah. not AC though. Well, it, it'll work in a pinch. Yeah. Yeah. Parents outraged after teacher accidentally shows Winnie the Pooh slasher film to fourth graders in Miami Springs. At what point did they look at the film and say, oh, I think, I think we might have the wrong on, one. Uh, okay, Netflix stuck. I, they put it on, well, they put it on during lunch. And the okay. teacher's, so teacher's just like, 
All right, Netflix, uh, Winnie the Pooh. All right, beep, bop, boop. All right, see you later, kids. Smoke I'm going. Break. I'm going to the teacher's lounge to yeah. smoke with all the other teachers. And, uh, yeah, it, it was running for about 20 minutes. Jesus! They said there was, like, only, like, one uh, scene with a bunch of gore. But, okay. Uh, well, this yeah. is why, you know, the copyright holder... This, yeah. It, this is on purpose. This is actually... Yeah, this is propaganda in favor of extending copyrights indefinitely. This uh-huh. is... I bet Disney's behind this. It's probably, yeah. They sent some reps down from Orlando. They said, hey, we got a little experiment mm-hmm. we want to try out. Yeah. Uh, we need to get the rights to Winnie the Pooh back. Otherwise. Look what they're doing. They're, they're traumatizing our kids. Poisoning the minds of children. Yeah. Well, did the kids like it? No, I don't think so. Oh. I mean, probably a few of them did. I, I think I was watching horror movies by fourth grade. Fourth grade? How old is that? Like 10? Fuck, I don't know. I'm so old, I don't know. I think it's like 10. Yeah, I think you're right. I'd, I'd definitely seen like the Leprechaun movies or something by then. Yeah. I mean, Just it, a peek into my twisted mind. There's definitely kids that probably didn't mind it. But there's definitely probably other sheltered kids who are, this is the craziest fucking thing they've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Ar- Arizona dad strips down to crop top and shorts at board meeting to protest school dress code. God, parents just cannot be normal. No. This this dress code, it's turning everyone here into freaks. And to demonstrate how I, a normal person, uh, you know, feel about this, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a little strip tease in here. And I've got my Daisy Dukes and my crop top on. See uh, see? Not so not so good, is it? Uh really makes you think. Some serious main character energy. Uh and then they the school board uh, just went ahead and uh, voted to keep the dress code in place. So um, Thank you it. for the perfect for example. Nothing. Yeah, thank you for that spectacle, sir, but um we're just going to keep doing what we're doing yep. actually. Uh also, do you even have kids at the school? We have to ask at yeah. this point. Get a lot of people come to these meetings, putting on a big show. Turns out uh, they don't have kids in our school district. They don't even fucking live here. Mm-hmm. It's just their fetish to go to school board meetings. And uh, be weird. Yeah. I'm only happy when I'm screaming at my local school board meeting. Put that on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Try that in a small town. Oh, they do. They yeah, do it often. That's the only place they do it usually. Yeah. The Federal Reserve says Taylor Swift's Eras Tour boosted the economy. One market research firm estimates she could add $5 billion. Taylor Swift is keeping this economy afloat. Yeah, she... We would be in a recession if not for Taylor. Literally has an effect on the entire U.S. economy. And this Travis uh, Kelsey thing, like keeping, you know. The NFL afloat. Yeah, keeping the NFL, like uh, their viewership numbers, I'm sure, much higher than normal. And, and she didn't go to the game last weekend. And you know what happened? He got, he suffered an injury. Yeah. See, that's I don't what think ha- it's a serious that's one. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, well, now he has plenty of time. Him and uh, uh, who's the guy that from New York who uh, broke his foot on the first game? Uh, I'm blanking on the spot. He was uh, in Green Bay. Yeah, the uh, Packers guy. I'm drawing a blank. But uh, <laughs> Aaron anyway, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why I was blanking. Yeah, I don't know why either. But anyway. Aaron, oh, they can have their little feud. They now. can have their uh, vaccine debate. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rod- like, being like, oh, let's get Fauci out here. A guy who's, like, retired. Like, and He's, like, just... 85 years. Like, why What's why would he ever possibly do that? Also, I don't think it's going to get the results that you want. Because he's just going to be like, no, you stupid idiot. Go drink bleach like all your friends, you weirdo. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to watch a vaccine debate in 2023? <laughs> like, I feel like everyone's kind of made up their mind at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good for, uh, you know, Taylor Swift, I guess. Keeping... Saving the local economy. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, she needs to and never the, stop And the movie uh, is just dominating the box yeah, office already. Keep, keeping all the theater chains afloat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say... I I'm thought like, the world was going to implode. She, uh, Beyonce showed up to the premiere with Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then the economy just keeps rising. I know. Thank you. Joe Biden's going to take all the credit, but it really should go to Taylor, and she should be our president. Until the inevitable crash because of all of the credit card interest that people use to... Get this. Well, the great thing about credit card debt is you can just... You can just ignore it. You can just ignore it indefinitely. (laughs) One little trick. It'll never catch up with you. Banks hate it. (laughs) Police in Mexico arrest and handcuff Chucky Doll after a series of robberies. Our work here is done. We got him. Yep. Yeah, they... uh, I guess it was was just some drunk dude with a Chucky Doll with like a knife taped to its hand, Uh like scaring people and being like, give me money. Uh, but yeah, they arrested the guy, and then the police, they had a little bit of fun. They took a mugshot of the doll and put it in handcuffs, mm-hmm. and then those, those cops got, they got reprimanded for it. Sure. But uh, they, they had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, look, we arrested this doll. Happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah. In America, we're just going to end up with, like, a, a, a police shooting one of the clowns that pops up every Halloween. Haven't been any clowns this no, year. No, there was. There was sightings this year. Or at least someone's trying to get it going again. That's uh, why. Not now. It's It not happened now. once. You'll never be able to recreate it. Yeah. Much like the Barbie Oppenheimer situation. It, yeah. You can't bottle you can't that up. You can't force it. Yeah. It's uh, lightning only strikes once with things like this. Pilot accused of throwing tomatoes from plane pleads not guilty to stalking New York woman by air. That really took a turn. I, I thought it was just going to be a fun little story about throwing tomatoes. Nope. Uh, he was... Taking up his little 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 tiny plane, uh, stalking her from the air and throwing throwing tomatoes out the back like the way they used to, uh, like the way that planes drop bombs in like World War One. Just literally manually <laughs> like, looking down through a yeah, tube. We'll light this up and drop it. Uh, doing that from the plane, yeah. uh, obviously horrible for this woman. I mean, being stalked is bad enough. Being, being stalked from being the stalked air. from the air, that's something else. Mm-hmm. So. Um, He's pleaded not guilty. I guess we're in for a long court case here. Yeah. But, uh, Put this on the TV. I mean, also, I feel like a, a tomato dropped from cruising altitude, that, that's going to that's gonna do some damage. Mm, depends on the tomato. Well, if it's not, I feel like if at, it's not ripe yet. At terminal velocity, it, it would just explode no matter what, but it, it'll, it would definitely hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't know. It would be it really would, funny. If it would hurt, were... and then you wouldn't know where what's blood and what's tomato. It would be funny if these were just cherry tomatoes. I mean... <laughs> Blink. What the hell was that? Those are tomatoes. Yeah. Crocs to launch cowboy boot design complete with spurs. I'm so sad that you brought this up here because I was going to buy these as a surprise for you <laughs> to wear down to the country night no, at the venue. No. The venue that we go to. These are ridiculous. No, you'd look great in them. No. Yeah. These are so silly. If you're not going to wear them, I will. You get them for yourself. Yeah, this I got my a, bolo tie yeah. and my Crocs boots. This is the the Crocs. It's so weird. I, like when Crocs first came out like 20 years ago, it was just like, oh, these are for like old people with arthritis. <laughs> yeah. Like and little kids. Yeah, they need shoes to wear while gardening that uh, like helps their plantar fasciitis. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened, but somewhere along the way they became like streetwear. Yeah. And uh, they got the so weird. Uh, gibbets or whatever, the little... Uh, Things you can add to them. Yeah, little charms. Yeah, well, I have my I have my Margaritaville Crocs. I wore them obviously when Jimmy Buffett died. Yeah, out of respect. Out of respect. Um, but they they came with a. I don't have it anymore. Well, I have them somewhere, but they came with a shot glass, uh, a bunch of limes, and then on the other side was a uh, functioning 
parrot head bottle opener <laughs> as a gibbet. I took all those off. I do wear them sometimes. They are comfy, but uh, I don't wear them out in public. Though. I no. wear them to like take the trash out. Well, you got to get these cowboy boots because yeah, I was thinking fucking about it. ridiculous. Yeah, I need to get you a video. You need to get a video of me getting out of my truck with the cowboy also, boots. Also, I feel like it kind of defeats the entire purpose of Crocs, which is comfort. These things, I'm sure they're comfortable. I don't know. Having them take up your whole they leg. have that uh, soft foam. Yeah, I guess. And they got the spurs, so, you know, they get the yeah. horses going. Yeah, if you need to give your... Aren't, like, actual spurs, like, highly illegal at this point? Uh, or at least frowned upon? I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about horses. I don't think anyone's using spurs. When I feel I, like, I feel like I, we'd see that. The dozen or so times that I've ridden a horse, I did not, obviously did not wear spurs, but I still felt bad. I was riding the horse. I mean, you are. They're like, get, kick them. Yeah. Give them a kick. I, I, stopped, like, I, don't want I stopped doing it because I felt bad. Yeah. I wanted to just like see what it, I wanted to. I want to try things with my life, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I want to ride a horse." Yeah. And so I did it a couple times. You assume it's just like self-driving, but no, it's not. There's a lot that goes into it, and a lot of that is kicking a horse in the chest. Yeah. I mean, I think they can handle it, but it's still, yeah, you don't feel good about it. It was good though, because when I did a horse tour uh, after that, uh, they let me open it up. Like if you know how to drive a fast yeah. car, and they let you kind of do what you want with it. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of fun. I rode it on a beach. Like Fabio, oh. just... Brum, 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 oh, that's sick. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, final headline. Russia calls on Israel and Palestinians to cease fire. Hmm. Don't remember asking you a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. But also, that this is so fucking... The, clearly manipulated. The world is completely upside down because, yes, this is clearly... it's This should not be taken at face value, but the, the statement that Russia released is actually, I'm just like... No fucking lies detected. This is, they're like, uh, the, the U.S. Uh, and the international community need to come together to, like, broker a ceasefire and negotiations for, uh, you know, uh, drawing down on the violence. I'm like, yeah, that, that's literally what needs to fucking happen. And uh, From the wrong uh, country yeah. saying that. Also, but... uh, I don't know if you know this, Russia. You are you are currently in the midst of a, a ongoing, war. ongoing war that yeah. has also resulted in uh, just needless, so much needless death. Yeah. So maybe fuck off. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Palestine, uh, before we go, we do need to talk about the fundraiser that is running on this video and our two previous ones to raise money for the Palestine Children's Relief Fund. Mm -hmm. uh, we already said kind of everything we need to say about the situation in Israel and Gaza and where we stand on it in our video earlier this week. Uh, but since then, shit's gotten worse. Uh, the Gaza Strip has had literally thousands of bombs dropped on it. And as of when we're filming this on Friday, more than... A million people in North Gaza were under an order to evacuate within 24 hours, which is not only logistically impossible, uh, but people who have managed to try to leave have had bombs fucking dropped on them for doing exactly what they were told to do. It's just a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. The UN. Uh, yeah, the United Nations is like, released a this statement. is not possible. Please don't do this. Uh, Joe Biden, after a week of, uh, I am giving him the benefit of the doubt, unintentionally spreading misinformation, is now being like, uh, maybe we should Hey, maybe probably... we should calm down. Yeah. Uh, it like... has been an insane week. Every... Yeah, everyone who's kind of pulling a, not a 180, but an, maybe a 90 uh, right now is... It, everyone was yelling at them five days ago. It's like, you know where this is going. Yes. You know where this is going unless you really put your fucking foot down. And uh, we sure understand enough, that here emotions, we fucking are. Emotions are extremely high. But the bloodthirst isn't going to help anyone. No. And uh, 
It's it has been one of the worst weeks for uh, graphic violence on the internet. Is worst weeks for misinformation and disinformation on the internet. Uh, d- people, uh, seemingly normal, rational people, uh, losing their goddamn mind. Yeah, I mean, like I'm pretty much at this. I've avoided the gore, yeah. but I'm also. I'm, pretty much desensitized to it at this point, like many millennial children who grew up with the internet. Yeah. Uh, what What is really like disheartening me is just seeing people kind of uh, saying just really inhumane shit and yeah. not having any sort of self-reflection about it. People are, it's just a very ugly and, side of humanity that's on display. And as we talked about in the video that we covered on this with the uh, very strange, uh, like celebrities sh- sharing images yeah. that they Look what's happening be... in Israel. It's like, that's actually a picture of Palestine. I'm like, all right, well, uh, delete. I'm just going to delete and never say anything. Yeah. Uh, Justin Bieber uh, notably shared something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's been uh, infuriating, maddening. Obviously, again, I guess we have to be clear one more time. Like, what happened last weekend was horrific. Uh, that We're talking about the innocent civilians on both sides that need to be taken care of. And uh, in Palestine, that is... Uh, very difficult because they even their hospitals are getting bombed and the aid workers on the ground there have a lot less resources. Yeah. Electricity is being shut off, water and other things. It, the situation is and will continue to result in the massive loss of innocent life. And even when the dust settles, an overwhelming amount of people, including nearly half of Gaza's population, that are children, will need hospitalization. Sending foreign aid to Gaza can be really tricky due to the blockade. But the Palestine uh, Children's Relief Fund is one of the foreign charities that's able to do so. They've been providing free medical care to Palestine for over 30 years and are very highly rated by third parties like Charity Navigator. They're also thankfully already listed as a charity on YouTube. So if you would like to help out, we would really appreciate it if you could chip in. Uh, Before uh, we even added this to the previous videos, uh, I had donated to this fund. uh, And so it was very uh, good to see that YouTube was making it available. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah, because like with the Maui uh, thing, I had to I had to manually ask them to yep. unlock the charity. So yeah, it was good that this was already listed. But uh, yeah, if you'd like to help out in any way that you can, um, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, sorry to leave on a sour note, but we do have uh, other stuff that you can watch. Please make sure you like the video, leave a comment, reply to a comment, treat each other with uh, grace and respect down there, and uh, please check out our other videos. Uh, like the video. There you go. Said it again. We have videos over here. We have a recent episode. George Santos. He's uh, t- he got he's he, stealing babies now. I don't. We'll talk about it next week, maybe. Yeah, he like barged out screaming today. There was a whole scene. But anyways, if you want caught up on the George Santos stuff, uh, we have a video on that among other things, and of course a video from earlier in the week. We'll be back next week for uh, more videos, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye.